Welcome tabletop players, my name is Rune Ortega, and tonight, I am Gamish. Because we are playing Gods by Arcane Asylum. Join with me as always is my co-host Cade. Hi, I'm Cade. And this week, you guys get to hear my DMing debut, uh, because I am the oracle for this system. Uh, Gods is a dark fantasy adventure um, that works on a D10 system, so you're always rolling the same type of dice, uh, but instead of trying to roll over a certain amount uh, and rolling as high as you possibly can, you're trying to get more successes. Um, it's a really interesting system that really plays itself into having really fluid combat, um, lots of role-playing within it, and we had an absolute blast playing it. Yeah, absolutely. It was great to see uh, Cade take on this role for the first time and do such a fantastic job. I really hope you guys have as much time, um, as much fun listening to it as we did a time playing it. Um, however, this week our coffee of the batch is Mint Invaders from Chocolate Space by Bones Coffee. Now, Cade, how would you describe Mint Invaders from Chocolate Space? So, Bones Coffee, for those of you who haven't heard, specializes in very specific types of flavored coffee. Uh, you can get everything from cinnamon bowl or cinnamon bun to chocolate cheesecake to all these different crazy wonderful flavors. And they're Mint Invaders from Chocolate Space, which is very difficult to say and remember the exact wording of, is like chocolate chip cookies. Um, it's, it's a smooth flavor. It's got a... a typical mint flavor at the front, um, but with that smooth chocolatey flavor on the back end, which is the part that actually lingers with you after you've taken a sip. The mint typically hits hard right at the beginning and fades away into that chocolatey after note, and um, yeah, it's it's fine. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it also has like a little vanilla note at the end too. Very smooth. Uh, Cade, what would you rate Mint Invaders from Chocolate Space? Now, typically I'm a big mint fan, I also I love chocolate chip cookies, um, but I'm not a big fan of flavored coffees. So while this is, like I said, it's, it's fine, I don't think it's personally for me, so I think I'm going to give it 3 out of 5 extra fingers. And I love flavored coffees, um, especially when you're drinking them black, and you know, I just found that this one in particular wasn't quite at the level that I needed it to be. Um, Bones has some great coffees. There are other ones that I would enjoy better, but with this one, I am going to rate it three out of five extra fingers as well. Now, uh, Cade, it's, yeah. uh, it's really too bad because uh, I was hoping that this coffee would be out of this world. Get it? Because it's from space. I should have killed you off in the campaign. <laughs> But you didn't, and I owned it. Now, with that, grab a mug, fill it full of the hot stuff, because we are playing Gods by Arcane Asylum. The world is a rough stone, a black gem that humanity has not yet carved in its own image, a splendid fruit on a poisonous tree. Will this newborn world extracts itself from the corpse of the former, fatal dangers arise. Vast realms spread. Populations that once ignored or swore to forget about one another now cross paths on commercial roads and battlefields. 
adventurers rushed to conquer the wildlands. Moved by an exceptional thirst for travel, driven by a yearning to discover different heavens, or directed by a will that is not quite theirs anymore, they forged their fates at the fires of mortal ambitions. These chosen ones carry the dreaded yet coveted shards, strange objects full of immense powers, respected by some, despised by others, and condemned and hunted by the cult all over the wildlands. They lie in wait to make this merciless world tremble under their footsteps. They rumble with their secrets on the brink of making new legends. All right, we're all recording. How's everybody doing tonight? I'm nervous. <laughs> <laughs> what what could possibly be making you nervous? What's new? Uh, <laughs> so I'm DMing for the first time in my life, and we're recording it and putting it out to tens of people. Uh, <laughs> and by tens, you mean singular, like ten. Yeah, yeah but ten like ten sounds big. Potentially, eventually, we'll have super fans that are going to go all the way back to the beginning and listen to the whole thing, and they're going to hear this and be like, "Wow, Cade didn't have a friggin' clue." <laughs> and you know what? They're going to be right. Like, wow, he did pretty good for his first time. Sorry, you're going to have to bleep that one. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you have a pretty reasonable background for these things. Like, I managed to pull it together with mostly not having many people skills and only knowing science. You happen to know, you know, story structure, writing, and, you know, a little bit of drama tossed in just for fun. Yeah. I feel grossly underprepared. And I was telling the guys before we started recording, I have four different tabs to the same document, a printed version of that document, and my notebook with shortened versions of what's in that document. And I still don't think I have enough stuff. And none of it's going to matter. No, because you guys are going to go the totally (laughs) opposite direction of what's in the module, and I'm going to have to wing it within their lore. Um while still trying to pronounce their character names. Jaden, how you doing tonight? Pretty good, can't complain. Ready to see how Cade does? I think it'll be good. Jody? Doing swell. Taking a break from the corporate hitman life in (laughs) Cyberpunk for some uh, epic dark fantasy. Actually kind of fits. We just like ripped through Dark Souls 2 last week as well. So kind of like that same hopeless world vein. Very bleak. I like I like dark things, so yeah. yeah. I do actually feel like that once in a while we're gonna have to branch away from what we've been doing with this whole uh, podcast series because everything we've done is like dark and gritty, and I'm like, hmm. Uh, we did. Oh, no, you we guys just dad lands. lands. <laughs> like that's true. Uh, I am Santa Claus, so make sure you check that out. Yeah, that's yeah. now. <laughs> also, drove a uh, which motorhome through a. Um, gigantic wall of cans without waking anyone up so that seems pretty lighthearted to me <laughs> it's pretty golden you're right you're right our christmas special is uh is where it's at so it's appropriately cute it's all right something well Cade, take it away buddy good luck thanks um all right so yeah so we are playing gods today um before we jump right into it i'm gonna get everybody to introduce your characters uh just give us a name and a little bit about uh your character and what they're all about 
Um, let's start with Jaden, because you're first up on my Discord call. Ooh, fun. I will be playing Dula, I believe. I, I'm going to go with it. I like it. That's how I saw um, it. So, yeah, he is a tribal warrior type guy, and he believes he knows all and expects great glory to come his way. Perfect. Uh, Jody. I'm playing Khan, who is an archer from the steppes, was abandoned as an orphan at birth, and grew up in a life of war and struggle. Uh, he acts real tough and kind of like a loner, but he's actually terrified of being alone. And he adventures so that he has a sense of, like, camaraderie. Can you do the scream? Con! Nice. <laughs> and ruin. Tonight I am playing Gamesh. And uh, Gamesh is a former soldier from Sabah. And he left when the cult came in. Uh, he has extreme hatred for the cult. And he is quoted as saying, I was a hero until I fled my city. Who became the hero in my stead? What do they have that I don't? Cruelty? Vice? Brutality? If that's what it takes to be a hero, so be it. And he's a character who is really struggling with being a good person versus being the brutal terror that he is physically made to be. I like how Gamash is just straight up Kratos from the new God of War. <laughs> like, give uh, him a son and yeah. just say, boy, a lot. And it's the same guy. Uh, <laughs> boy. Pretty close, yeah. Awesome. And I will be your oracle, which is this version, or this uh, system's version of a DM. Uh, so without further ado, let's let's get started. <clears throat> so, you all cling to the slope of a mountain not far from the eagle's nest. In the dry and burning air, you can only hear the gasps of your comrades that climb behind you. Unarmed and dressed in the light festive tunics that the organizers gave you, you can only count on your own strength and daring to complete this trial. You let out a sigh as you finally see the eagle's nest at the top of the mountain. You remember how two days ago your name was drawn from the urn, naming you as a participant for the trials honoring the village hero, Eshmaradon. The day before, the first trial left a bitter taste in your mouth. You removed the fake cursed stone from the river waters, but the no-good Yeth Jazil and his team won at the very last moment. Today, no one wins but you. You are only a few meters from the nest and the eggs you must seize. You gather your strength on the cracks of the stone. Which one of you makes the first reach to grab an egg from the nest? Dula will grab an egg. Excellent. To win this trial, all you have to do is bring an unbroken egg to the foot of the cliff. Dula, so you stretch out your arm as far as you can to the peak of the mountain so that you can rummage in the nest above your head. You feel three eggs with the tips of your fingers. I'm going to get you to make an accuracy plus tricks roll. And this is an easy difficulty, which means that you are trying to roll higher than five. So with this system, yeah. for our listeners, while Jaden makes that roll, uh, it works on a D10 system. So everything is done by rolling D10s. And rather than trying to roll uh, the highest number you can at all times, you are trying to roll above what the difficulty level. So in this case, our difficulty level is easy, which means that Jaden's trying to roll higher than a 5. So how many successes did you get on those dice rolls there, Jaden? In all of Dula's infinite wisdom, he managed one mighty success. Perfect. That is excellent. So, you reach up 
into the nest and you manage to grab the egg closest to you and gently lift it out and down and hold it nice and tight, secure. Okay. Um, which one of you reaches up to try and grab an additional egg as a little bit of reassurance for your team? Definitely Khan to prove that he's part of the group. All right. So now as Khan reaches into the egg or into the nest, sorry, to grab another egg, he feels something. He feels a heavy feathery body as he reaches in. Can I get you to make a reflexes plus wildlife roll? Now this is with a difficulty of seven. So you are trying to roll a seven or higher. So the way that skills work here, while well, Jody's making that roll, uh, okay. how the, the rolls work is you have your your base system of like, I don't know, stats, I guess. And then you have your different abilities below that. And we combine the traits for both to determine how many dice you get to roll. Your traits versus your skills. That's the yeah. words. Okay. So I get to roll an extra dice because I have high reflexes and of the wildlife bonus. Perfect. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So just one extra dice or two? Uh, just one extra. Okay. Well, the first two were four. The last one's an eight. So All that's right. one success. I so think. that's one yeah. success. Excellent. All right. So as you reach in, you are able to identify that this is definitely a a creature of some kind um, that could pose a a threat to you. Okay. Um, alive. We're gonna find out in a second here. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna get you to make another roll. This is on reflexes and stealth. Okay. So this is with a difficulty level of five. Uh, one success. Excellent. Okay. So as you are reaching in, you feel this feathery body. And at first you believe it's alive and you, you gently start to move your hand back. And you're stealthy enough that you don't think that it would have noticed you. However, you're pretty sure that the eagle has passed away. The eagle is, is no longer alive. There is something that has happened to it that has caused it to die. Um, however, because you were so stealthy, if there is something that is up there, like some kind of predator, you did not wake it up. You're you're confident. There's no further movement, so you're doing okay. Okay? Okay. Now, uh, Ruin. Gamash, correct? Excellent. Yes. <clears throat> Down below, at the foot of the cliff, the villagers who came to witness the trial suddenly cry out in fear as they see you about to fall. You wish you were carrying climbing equipment. You try to compensate for the plain tunics and the lack of tools that you brought along with you. Now, in order to make sure that you stay holding on to the cliff, I need you to make a reflexes and athletics roll. Uh, difficulty level okay. of seven. Right, so I get to roll three dice, plus I get a re-roll if I Correct. would like. Yeah. Uh, so I rolled a, um, a 10 and a 7, so I'm going to re-roll the one that was lower. Sure thing. Um, but no, so two successes. Okay, sounds good. So you managed to recover with just astounding dexterity. At one point, both your feet slip off, you're holding by one hand, and not only do you manage to not fall, but you turn back to the crowd below you, flash them a grin and a thumbs up, let them know that you're all right, and then grab right back on. You're solid as a rock, which is just fantastic. Now, Jody's character, Khan, sorry, I'm trying to remember everyone's names. Uh, Khan, you are next in line to Gamash. And as he falls, you can feel a little bit of a tug uh, because you are all tied together 
via a rope. Okay, so make sure, you know, one person falls, you guys are able to catch one another. You do feel a little yeah. bit of a tug, but because he comes back on and grabs right back on there, none of you are are pulled away with him. You all manage to stay held onto the cliff, which is good, because if if uh, Gamash had fallen, it you would have had to pull him back on yourselves. Now, okay. the, the group below you is getting closer, and you can hear Yethjazil, the leader of the group, the man who bested you at the final moments in yesterday's trial, holler out from below you. And he shouts, Oh, Nashi, give my arm the strength to vanquish as Esmeridon would. And on his chest, as you look down to see him, you can see that he's, he's wearing a half-moon carved opal that he keeps playing with. And you recognize the symbol as invoking a deity that basically no one believes in anymore. It's widely accepted that this deity is dead. This is very erratic <laughs> behavior, even, even for those of you who live out in this part of the world. Um, now, Yethjazil takes a, a stone from beside him, and he throws it at your group, trying to mess with you to try to knock you off balance so that he can gain up some ground. And this stone ends up hitting Dula, as he's the one holding the egg. Now, I'm going to need you to roll a... Uh, uh, strength, pl- strength plus brawl. Ooh. There's no brawl. Oh, of course. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right, and this is with a difficulty of seven. How many okay. successes did you get? One success. Excellent. All right. Uh, now, fortunately, Yethjazil, known more for his bravado than his arm. Uh, he throws a rock and like it hits you, but it basically just bounces mm. off your foot. It's not that big of a deal. It's more of an annoyance than anything else. Um, now, as you you turn around to to yell some kind of retort back to maybe throw a rock of your own, you sense movement from behind you. Who is the first one that turns to look at what is coming from behind you? Gamish sees it coming with his awareness. Excellent. I'm going to get you to roll a perception plus awareness with a difficulty of seven. So awareness is my specialty, so I got an extra D on that? Correct. So, I'm sorry, uh, that was... Um, perception which, and awareness. Perception. Difficulty of perception seven. Perception and awareness. Two, and then I get an extra for a total of four and one reroll. Excellent. Um, two successes, and I'm going to re-roll one. Uh, two successes. Perfect. Now, because you were so perceptive and you saw it, you managed to warn the other two as before this beast comes over the top out of the nest, and it is a gigantic reptilian creature, about two meters long, snapping jaws and claws the size of a man's hand. Um, it is ferocious. And not only does the one pop over, but two of its friends come around the sides as well. Now, fortunately, because you were able to perceive it and warn them so quickly, you will each be able to immediately make some kind of counterattack before the beasts are able to first snap at you. Now, for you to make an attack, I'm going to need Strength plus Brawl um, for a difficulty of 7. 
um, Dula was much more focused on protecting his egg and <laughs> had zero successes. All right. I had one um, success. So I actually, um, I also have sword as a specialty. Um, or, uh, sorry, are you want, like, can I use a weapon for this? No, you're unarmed. Yeah, you're, you okay, so just, just have a regular, your tunic, you're okay. just climbing. You wouldn't have wanted to bring any extra equipment um, cool. to weigh so you down. So strength plus, plus brawl is four for me. Okay. Um, and, uh, two sevens and a nine and a one. Okay. Perfect. So in that case, I'm not very good at this. Uh, (laughs) in that case. All right. So you are going to do some damage on them as you, you swing and, and throw just kind of a wild haymaker to kind of create a little bit of distance at the nuzzle of the monster. What is your strength? Uh, my strength is three. Excellent. Okay. Thank you. Okay. And Jody. Uh, yeah, I had one success. Uh, strength of two. Strength of two. Okay. So excellent. You will do the same to the other one coming around. Punch it in the nose. Not enough to do a ton of damage, but enough to deter it. Um, and now we're going into full on combat. So uh, in order to determine our initiative as far as who's going to be doing what, I need everybody to roll reflexes plus awareness. Um, and that's going to determine our combat order. Uh, sorry, Kate, just as a side note, um, you may, you might have calculated this already. Um, mm-hmm. Fist is minus one for strength, right? Yes. Yeah, no, I calculated that in. So is that on the roll or is that on the calculation? Uh, that will be on the calculation of damage. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Um, so is our equipment, like... <clears throat> below us on the yeah on the it, it's okay. yeah it, it's okay. held with the referee of the trials yeah gotcha all right and did we only get one egg or did we get two you only caught the one yeah yeah as con uh, reached in he felt the body and then pulled back mm, as to pull back yeah he was worried, just yeah. the one egg yeah is this just a, a regular um like five that we need to beat here correct a, yeah yeah okay i passed Okay, how many successes did you get? This is just uh, just our combat order. Okay. Okay. Sorry, I'm suddenly forgetting which uh, which roles you. Uh, Reflex Reflex. plus awareness. Oh, plus awareness. Yes. Okay. Well, I got two successes then. Two. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Jade. Uh, What's it against again? Uh, Reflex plus awareness against five. Against five, one success. Okay. And ruin. Uh, two successes, a reroll, two successes. All right. Okay, sounds good. So our uh, our combat order then is going to be uh, Khan followed by Gamash, followed by Dula, followed by the beasts. Um, as they they come around, the other team skirts around the side of the mountain as to avoid these monsters and try to catch an egg and make it down while you are dealing with them. Now, like I said, there are three of them, and uh, yes, so Khan, you are up first. Okay. Um, I like to climb down to get the equipment. I'm thinking, unless okay. like, how, how important are these eggs that we're after? Well, we that's need them to win. Up here. Yeah, you need, need them, them to win, win the trial. Um, okay. I mean, I feel like this guy just broke the probably rules. probably pretty far below us. I don't feel like it's a hop, skip, and a jump. Yeah, it is quite a ways. You can make a break for it if you would like. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. Well, I'm thinking I have a bow down there. 
could probably do some work from below. But how far from the nest are we? Still right next to it? Yeah, like within arm's reach of it. Okay. Uh, well, I want to make a fiendish grasp for an egg then. Okay. Sounds good. Um, so I'm going to get you to make a accuracy plus tricks uh, roll with a difficulty of seven. Okay. Tricks in this game is basically all of like your your quick sleight of hand, hand. Yeah, yeah, that kind of deal. Against seven? Yes, please. Uh, two successes. Excellent. All right. Ten. Perfect. So you manage to grab another egg and pull it back before the monster has a chance to bite towards you, and you pull it to the okay. side and are able to hold it gently. Okay. okay. Uh, Gamash, what would you like to do? Um, so I think Gamesh is going to, in trying to keep his people safe, because he so desperately wants to be part of a group, um, he is going to rush forward to start the assault, seeing that Khan has, uh, tried to gather another egg. Okay, sounds good. Um, so you're going to rush forward, are you attacking or are you just getting yourself in between them and your, um, your party? Um, I think he's going to go right for the attack. Okay, sounds good. Uh, can I get you to make a strength plus brawl uh, roll with a difficulty of seven? Absolutely. Uh, two successes. All right. Okay, sounds good. Um, and your strength again for me, please. Three. Three, excellent. All right, so you managed to land a solid blow on the uh, the first lizard that's directly coming out of the nest. Um, again, you punch him square in the nose as you know you want to kind of stun him and shock him a little bit back, and uh, you can see that it does a like a fair amount of damage. You can see that he he doesn't like that very much, and he turns and he skitters off down the other way, um, perhaps hinting that while these are very fearsome predators. They may not be the most interested in sticking around if things get tough. Okay. Uh, Dula. Yes. Okay. So I'm going to play with a handful of rules here. So first of all, I want to use my ability, which is Hunter's Link. Mm -hmm. And it is by successfully rolling an empathy plus animalism uh, against a difficulty of seven, I can calm any mammal predator. But you said they're reptiles. Yes, these are reptilian. They're lizards. Dang, I can't. Yeah. Bastards. Okay. I looked at that Well, skill. then, he... Yeah, that's just not cool. That's not how you play the game. You don't shut down my abilities. Come on. I oh. didn't even make this. Is this in homebrew? I know. I know. Ooh, but... there's a title for a new segment, homebrew. Oh, man. We need that in the pocket. <laughs> Write that down. So many... <laughs> that is layered. I, I like this. Yeah. Um, well, with that in mind, he's just going to go and punch one of them. He's like, well... These are reptiles, and I know I can't do nothing with mammals, apparently. So, bop. All right. Uh, so, once again, then, we're making a strength plus brawl, because you do not have a weapon, uh, with a difficulty of seven. Yeah. If only I had any brawl. I just got two strength. And I got two fives, so no successes. All right. So, failure. So, as you throw, the uh, the lizard manages to duck back and uh, avoid your strike. Um now, I'm going to get you to uh, make a reflexes and tricks roll as well. Because you do have the egg in one hand, so we need to make sure that you hold on to it. Do I have the tricks? I, do I have no tricks. Oh. 
I just have the reflexes, which is still two. <laughs> and this is against a what? Uh, five. Ah, well, I got one success. I had a nine. Okay, so you managed to hold on to the egg. You don't mm. break it, but you do whiff that strike <laughs> against them. Um, all right. So now... Uh, one of the lizards is going to uh, counterattack against you, Dula. Now, mm. we know that you know you just whiffed a strike at him, so the same one now is going to strike back against you. Um, and they are going to attack. We've got two successes for them. Um, now, can I get you to roll a... Um, we're going to go with a reflexes and then either your brawl or your awareness. Whichever you would All of prefer. Us? No, just uh, okay. just Dula, sorry. Okay. Nice. Okay. So I got three. What am I rolling against? Uh, you are... Just roll against a... Um, we'll go five. Okay, one success. Okay, sounds good. So you managed to to duck the worst of it. Um, you know, you missed the teeth. However, as it bites in, it does bash against you uh, with its snout, knocking you off balance a little bit, um, mm. but not enough to to you know do any serious damage. Just enough that you are going to need to steady yourself against the uh, okay. the cliff face. Okay. Um, the other uh, lizard is now going to attack against Jody. Um, and same thing. I'm going to get you to roll um, reflexes and then either brawl or your awareness, whichever you would prefer, going against a difficulty of five. Okay. Okay, okay I'm going to roll against awareness. Okay. And I got two successes. Excellent. All right. So, yeah, you managed to slip out of the way at clearly, cleanly, uh, and actually giving you an opportunity for a counterattack of sorts. Um, so, as the, the lizard bites across, it leaves itself wide open. Did you want to take a strike at it while you can? Uh, yes, for sure. Perfect. Okay. So, again, then strength plus brawl. Uh, difficulty of seven. Yeah. Ooh, no success. No success? All right. So you try to make the counterattack. You miss. Not a big deal. The lizard pulls back, raring for another okay. attack. But it is going to be your turn once again. Um, all right. So that one of them is slithered away, correct? Yes. Yeah, so there's only two left attacking you. Okay. Is there any way I could use my wildlife skill to my advantage right now? Um, yeah. You can use your wildlife skill to see what you know about these monsters, see if there's any kind of weakness that you're aware of. Um, that would be like a knowledge and wildlife roll, but, uh, okay. we'd say like a five. Would because... that be a whole turn action? Um, I'd say if you get two successes, I'll let you do something with that information in this turn, Roger. or if it's only one, then I'll say, like, you communicate it, but yeah, you can't take I agree an to this. Okay. Come on, reroll, baby. Yeah, two successes. <laughs> two successes, excellent. Yeah. So then what you know about those, you know that these monsters are what known as uh, Lacertas. So they're giant lizards. Um, they're, they typically will prey on small animals, but have no issues preying a long, uh, larger game if they are hungry. Um, however, they will withdraw will sorry will withdraw if they are hurt or they are frightened so gotcha. making loud fast yeah, motions Roger. will scare them away so because you got two successes i'll let you do something else with that yeah either well i'm gonna hoot and holler man Excellent. beat my chest like hey get out of here lizard <laughs> uh, what do you want me to roll uh we'll go with a resistance plus animals uh with a difficulty okay. of seven One success. 
Alright, so the one closest to you does see you just, like, waving your arms crazy and screaming. Okay. It's like, mm, mm I'm not having any of that. Uh, and it decides that it's gonna, it's gonna leave. It's gonna peace out. There's still Perfect. one left. Uh, it's the one that is attacking Dula. Um, but it is going to be Gamesh's turn. So, one of my tenants mm-hmm. is that I am here to protect and to, um, you know, guide over or to watch over. Correct. Um, so I feel like Gamesh would be like right in there and being like knowing that that's his ally mm-hmm. and is without hesitation going to rush forward and just start wailing. All right. Sounds good. Um, okay. So with that, I'm going to have you do a strength plus brawl, please. Uh, difficulty of seven once again. Uh, two successes, a ten and an eight. Excellent. Well done. Um, so, in that case, you you rush in there, jumping right in front of Dula, and you, like, GSP Superman punch him straight mm-hmm. between the eyes, and the lizard just, like, backs off, not having any of this. One eye is closing up. I don't know if lizard's eyes swell, uh, but they're <laughs> going to in this case. Uh, <laughs> swells up, and it immediately turns and runs. Now... Ruin just brought up an excellent mechanic of this game that we haven't touched upon yet, which is the tenant system. Uh, there are tenants and there are faults. Now, each of these characters has certain characteristics or actions that line up with their um, their instincts, their kind of code of conduct. And when you appeal to those, you get certain bonuses. So, because Gamesh did this courageous action that aligned with one of their tenants, uh, he is going to be able to add uh, 2D to each of his bonus pools, your grit and your nerves. What these pools act as is reserves that if you are failing on some rolls or you want a chance to roll additional things, you can draw on these pools. Uh, Your grit will allow you to add extra D or extra dice into your roll, whereas your nerves will allow you to re-roll extra die beyond what your regular skills will allow you to do. And unfortunately, my pools are full because I actually would have hit that one twice. See, my uh, the biggest tenant I have, because they do have varying degrees of which ones are more important or less, uh, the biggest one is that I do not kill without grave reason. And so because they fled and I didn't chase after to kill them, I feel like that also hits, but it is a little bit irrelevant. Exactly. Excellent. All right. So um, with all of the three lizards... Uh, dissuaded they're running away you guys have a clear shot to come down from the mountain uh, and because you dispatched them so quickly you do manage to get to the bottom before the other team which is the whole goal okay um <clears throat> now you guys come down first as you are coming down and you are handing your egg to the referee the other teams are coming down uh, and you hear yeth loudly screaming as if he somehow won in in his own mind, bragging about the miracles of his goddess Neshi, daughter of the treacherous ones. Um, he He's loudly yelling about how, even though he didn't win, he's superior to these characters, uh, or sorry, to you all, and how uh, the goddess favors him. Does anybody want to respond in some way to this, or just let him be Gamesh, the crazy guy? Gamesh would totally respond. Oh, we okay? Yeah. I like to tell him that while he might be superior than any one of us, us as a team will beat his team every time. Excellent, and he just blows us off more bluster and like whatever. My God is a mighty God, and I know that 
she is with me at all times. The referee steps in, and he's just, oh, uh, all right, now everyone, this is enough. It's, it's, this is not what we're doing here. He's a very slender man, very cranky, not, not really with it, it doesn't seem. He kind of got the referee role by default. Um, they, they picked him because he was one of the, the older members of the village. Um, and he, he's just trying his best to kind of keep everyone in line. Um. He steps in, dis- disrupts the uh, the conflict, and takes your egg from you and says, Excellent, excellent, this is a great victory for your team. Well done. Desid will be proud. Let's let's head back to the village and uh, continue on with the, the ceremony. Now, you guys follow him, I assume? You're heading back yep. towards the village. Excellent, sounds good. Grab all of our equipment. Yeah, grab your equipment so you guys have all of your armor uh, and the weapons that are on your uh, character sheets, so you should be good there. Um, The crowd is just in awe of your exploits. Not only the fact that you managed to complete this trial before everybody else, but the fact that you managed to fight against these monsters and ward them off and still come down first... They they are just amazed. The children are running up and like telling you that you're you're their heroes and that they they want to grow up to be just like you. And uh, it, it's it's really something to be seen. They haven't had this much excitement since last year's games, um, which is is something. I'm gonna ham it up a little bit. Let the kids like hold the egg. Be like, yes, we are the best you've ever seen. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Now, as we approach the village, you get to see your home village where you are all from. Um, this is a, a fairly wealthy community. Um, Marad is the name of your village. And your village is primarily known for its weaving. You're, you have very talented um, textile workers. Um, and your your village is brightly colored. It, because of your, your tapestry background and your clothing and everything like that, it's just a multitude of colors. Um, your buildings are all large stone structures with three walls. Uh, and the front-facing wall is a tapestry that comes down and each one is emblazoned with the family crest. So there's different animals, different symbols all over the place. I told you guys there were no doors in this campaign. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but they are everywhere. everywhere. Not you are door. done. Hi, my name is Ruin. I'm taking over again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, as you're walking closer and closer to the village, you see not only the brightly colored background of your village, you also see that uh, even the trees are brightly colored as birds have taken little scraps of cloth to make their nests and just created this beautiful tapestry. <laughs> it's really a, a just stunning landscape. Yeah, it sounds like it. As as you come into the center of the village, um, you see waiting for you Desid, the current Hand of Eshmeridon. Now, the Hand of Eshmeridon is a, a figure of great importance for your village. Um, it is someone who is named as the, the spiritual representative and, and kind of protector and figurehead of your village every year through these very trials that you are currently taking part in. Desid is the one who won last year, um, and he is overseeing this whole procedure um, to make sure that everything is on the up and up. He's a, he's a quiet man. He keeps to himself. He's not your typical like hero archetype, and while everyone respects him, 
there's just something kind of off about him. We're not really sure what's going on, but um, most past hands have been quite boisterous and loud about their uh, their exploits, but not really Desid. Guys, this whole place is going to burn. <laughs> <laughs> and Nobody goes through that much description before it all comes down. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just doing... <laughs> Uh, as, <laughs> as you come into the village, uh, the villagers that did not come to watch are there. They've clearly been preparing everything for the ceremony. They're very excited. And you can hear them chanting uh, the, the chant of Ishmeridon. Um, one river, one blood. By strength of my fist shall our two people be one. One river, one blood. Uh, and it's, it sounds like if you listen to the words, it's really kind of terrifying. However, they're, they're excited. They're happy. They're very excited for this, this ritual. Um, and it's yeah. so metal. It's super metal. Uh, we'll get into it eventually, but there are playlists on Spotify for this game. And oh man, they're awesome. Um, <laughs> uh, all right, uh, so the referee gets you guys all set up in the center of town where kind of the proceedings will be coming, uh, setting up the other teams, getting everyone there. Um, and he holds up the egg, and uh, he he starts his, his speech. Um, and so you rose to the challenge and came back as winners, like Ashmeridon feeding his children, our children. Now... We give these eggs as an offering to, um, to, to, the referee is, he's pretty scatterbrained. He doesn't really know what's going on. And he seems to have forgotten what, where he was going with this. He's lost his train of thought. Does anyone jump in to help him or do you just, just wait, see, uh, see what, what's going to come? Um, yeah, sure. Uh, Gamesh will jump in and. He, uh, he likes to be kind of uh, loud and in control, and so I think seeing this person falter, he would step in and try to take over whatever whatever announcements he would know. Alright, now as as Gamesh steps up and starts to, to potentially jump in, uh, Yeth Jazil, a guy from the other team, uh, being his boisterous self, jumps out and says, Let us dedicate these eggs to my goddess, Nashi, who helped me stand out in this trial. Oh, Nashi, who presides over the multitude and daily carryings of the sun in her hands, take this offering of purity. Now, what Yeth Jazil did not see as he was making his wild proclamations was the group of horsemen coming into town. Now, can I get somebody to make a... Let's go knowledge and civilizations roll. Oof. So not Khan. No. Not Gamesh. Yeah, well, Dula's going for it. He knows well. all. He knows everything. He knows all under the sun, though he only has okay. one dice to roll for this all right uh so knowledge and civilizations roll uh we're gonna go with a difficulty of seven mm, mm, okay let's see what see. you got there there doula mm. those are clearly some unidentified knights there we've never seen their type i, I don't believe anyone has ever seen them they must be from some <laughs> part of the wilds that no one knows of yet unexplored territory maybe all right no successes yeah i I assumed as much (laughs) all right well 
you don't recognize these individuals, you don't know them, but you do see that they are wearing some kind of emblem. Uh, they're all wearing the same one, marking them as being a group. Uh, and there are roughly a dozen of them. Um, and while most of them look like they're, you know, middle-aged men, you know, pretty standard people, you do see that there is one child among them. Now, you see this as this is coming up, but Yeth Jazil is so enraptured in his speech that he comes and he he takes the egg from the referee and he is still yelling about how he's going to sacrifice this egg as as a gift to his goddess. And he takes the egg and he cracks it open and as he does, the crowd just erupts in dis- disgusted cries. As the first egg is broken, from within pours out a dark and foul mush of blood and viscera as just this revolting (laughs) smell comes out. It's a smell of death, of decay, and clearly something is gone just horribly, horribly wrong. And as he cracks this open and just stares at his hands now covered in this black sticky filth the horsemen arrive and the first one jumps off of his horse and hails to the referee make room for Sarah Peliamon the merciful emissary of the Sabah temple sent by the cult of the black sun to bring you the light of the unique one who presides over this ceremony and you can see the referee is just shaken by everything that has happened. He has no idea what's going on. He has no idea what to say. He's utterly speechless. Desid backs away. Rec- it looks like he recognizes these people and doesn't want to be involved. So I feel like Gamesh would, uh, noticing this, he would step up to once again, try to control the situation. And, uh, he would, uh, he would step up and say, Who are you so bold as to interrupt the celebration? Now, the, the horseman that was speaking that jumped off steps up to you, and he is just a, a mountain of a man. You can tell that he, he's battle-weary. He's covered in, in scars from different, you know, assumably wars that he has been in. Um, and he speaks and he says, I am Hershad. And I am the sworn protector of Ceremelion the Merciful. And as he says this, the one child in the group raises his hand to silence the crowd. You now kind of get your first good look at this child. And um, he he's not he looks very out of place. He's blindfolded. He looks very frail, and he's in a long, black robes of the cult. Under his blindfold, around the edges, you can see cauterized tissue around his eyes, showing that he's not wearing the blindfold out of some kind of ceremonious uh, ritual. He is blinded, and clearly lost his sight in a very, uh, very graphic manner. So you see this child and you, you clearly see, um, through the, the references and everything from, um, Hershad that this is, 
Serapeliamon, the Merciful. And he clearly has some kind of control over um, this group of people. <clears throat> now, as he silences the crowd, he speaks. And while the voice is of a young child, he speaks very maturely, almost like a priest. I have learned... Through the ways. <laughs> I don't have a little kid voice. Oh, oh, that's no. the best little kid voice. That's unsettling. A blinded, bandaged eye kid sounded like that. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, that's what we're rolling with. And you know what? I'm leaving this in the edit, too. Uh, <laughs> I have learned through the ways of the unique one that your village is in great danger. The wind smells of rotting carcasses. In her kindness, the Queen Tyrannus agreed to let us come here and spread the good word, the word of the unique one. Rejoice! The time of false gods, of sorcerers, and lying prophets is over. And the boy, for the first time, seemingly, like, notices that something is amiss. He can't see, but it's almost like he he smells the the terrible odor coming from the egg held in Yethjazil's hands. And as he does, he gestures towards the boy, or towards Yethjazil, and the horsemen come and and grab Yethjazil. And the boy once again speaks, I sense the germ of Malfeasance inside you. The illness must be removed. And as he does this, the, the priests that have followed him, the horsemen, take Yethjazil and drag him out of the center square. As he does, no one seems to move. Everyone is too shocked by this series of events. And they just watch him be taken away. The, uh, the teammates of Yethjazil are losing their minds. They don't know what's going on. They just lost their leader. This egg is just oozing blood. Um, and they, they follow. Okay, they, they follow off and the they're led into one of the buildings um, that is a little more secluded from the rest to be kept as what is presumably some kind of like containment center. The referee has seemed to like regain his composure a little bit um, and declares that while, you know, yes, an egg was brought down, only a, a pure egg can lead to the victory of this ritual and thus... Your team must be disqualified. So they move to the next team that brought an egg and crack it open. And it's the same thing. Flesh and blood and viscera and decay come oozing out and the smell just compounds upon itself. They're done. The priest has no idea what to do now. How do we declare a winner if nobody brought back a a pure egg, a true egg? They all brought back these monstrosities. And he looks out at the teams, seemingly lost. Dula believes it only seems fair that the first one to bring a rotten egg should win then. I mean, you were the first to arrive. And and mm -hmm. how are you to know that the egg was rotten? And I, I suppose, yes, all right. Um, I suppose your team is victorious then. Um, well, let's not forget we fought off the beasts. Yes, surely the mightiest are the victors. You make very compelling arguments, and Eshmeridon does does believe in strength and power above all else, so... Yes, you are the victors of this trial, and um, 
Well, we, we look forward to the festivities this evening, and we will resume with the final stage of the trials in the morning. Now, with that, we will take our, uh, our five-minute break, because uh, I'm out of coffee. All right, we are freshly caffeinated, and uh, we are back. So uh, to recap where we were just uh, a few minutes ago, a uh, few seconds ago for our listeners. Um, so the the horsemen came in, the cult of the Black Sun, and uh, they just took away Yethdrazil uh, as well as his his the rest of his team. Um, you guys were declared the winners, and uh, that is it for the trials this evening. Their wheel can de- uh, commence in the morning, uh, but now it's just festivities. So as everyone goes to help prepare feasts and and dance and music and just kind of mill about and and celebrate this joyous occasion um you guys are are kind of left to your own devices um what would you like to do during some of your downtime is the child still around uh he is uh he is surrounded by more of his horsemen um Mm. who he, I mean, he's a child. He's he's just kind of along for the ride. Um, but the the horsemen are definitely they're not they're not like hostile, but uh, they definitely the are. Yeah, they're guards. They're they're not the most welcoming looking people. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I I'd want to talk to the to the child. I'd like to ask the guards if I can like approach. Uh, okay. Before before um con goes over fully Gamesh is just gonna clap him on the shoulder and say the cult is not to be trusted they're an abomination on this world be careful this this boy simply intrigues me for one so young he seems so wise mm. Mm. I don't think there's much to learn from those torturous men but find your knowledge where you will okay so uh so as Khan approaches the group um one of the guards takes notice and, and steps forward to intercept him and uh just what do you want uh i only wish to request audience with the, the child what's his name sarah uh, Sar- i only the wish names to in this game sorry yeah. that's yeah <laughs> with uh with the child you have no business with him and I can see that you are clearly armed. Go back, enjoy your festivities. There will be plenty of time to speak with us later. Okay. Well, I like look him in the eyes and do like a pivot step and bump him with my shoulder on the chest. And walk back to my my camp. All right. The uh, yeah, the guard doesn't react. He you know he's like whatever you know, hot headed, whatever. Comes <laughs> back and. Uh, you don't see it as you're walking around. You have your back face to them. But um, he does seem to whisper something into the ear of the child. And the child doesn't really give him any kind of, you know, body language, communication or anything. But he does say something. And it does look like the guard kind of looks a little ashamed. And like kind of like a dog that just got slapped on the nose a little bit. Um <laughs> You get the sense that accomplished. Yeah, you, you get the sense that the the child would have dealt with that differently had he the choice. Um, but he's he's not going to go out of his way to come over and introduce himself now or anything. Okay. 
as you guys are huddled huddled around and watching this uh, this interaction take place, um, a man, a villager from your uh, you know your village, uh, comes over and uh, he he makes like he's he's offering you something, one of his wares, and you know that this man is Yedzer. He's he's well known. He makes you know fine oils and candles and things like that, mm-hmm. um, and he he's offering like a a. A bottle of like perfume towards you, um, and and making like he's he's trying to sell it to you. However, as he gets close and you start talking with him, you can see that that's that's not the true reason why he came over. Um, and and he says, "Look, look, fine, fine, wonderful perfumes. I uh, I have more back in my shop. If this isn't your speed, I I would encourage you to come back to my shop. Come to my my house. I would love to show you more if if you if you have the time, fine heroes. If I'm to revel in the vi- glory of this victory, a fine scent might be key. Yes, yes, excellent. The future hand of Ashmeridon cannot be walking around smelling of sweat and blood and whatever filth came out of those eggs. So, yes, please come, come back with my shop. All, all three of you. I would, I would welcome all of you. Please, please come with me. I'm sure we have something for all of you. All we right. do have our weapons, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Good. Yeah. I, I shall come for then. the ale. We'll go. We'll go check out. But a true hero does smell of blood and sweat. (laughs) Although I do not approve when the cult is before us, I will follow. Alright. Excellent, excellent. Sounds sounds wonderful. So Yedzer leads you back to his shop, uh, which is also his home, uh, as is the case with many people who live in this village. And uh, he leads you into his back room, and there you see his son. His son's name is Chan. Um, he's he's a fairly well respected young man. He's he's only about seven or eight, but he you know he doesn't cause any issues or anything. Um, but he looks clearly upset, and um, you know you you're a little you know concerned about what's going on. And and Yedzer turns to you and says, "Please, heroes, I need your help." He has the Hersegids mark now. Gemesh, you have the uh, the highest civilization score. I do. So, can I get you to make a knowledge and civilizations roll um, with a difficulty of five, please? Sure. Um, let me see here. Uh, so, that would be uh, one success. Excellent. All right. So then you would know that the Hersegids are these fabled, almost beast-like warriors um, from the early days of your village. Um, it's said that they were the founders of the village, in fact, and Eshmeridon, the hero that this whole ceremony uh, and and festival is is heralding, uh, came and defeated them and pushed them back out of the village and took it for himself. Um, that they were cannibals and monsters and fearsome warriors, but Eshmeridon being the, the you know, harbinger of justice and, and goodness, managed to defeat them. And what's known as the Hersegids mark is having an extra finger on one hand. 
Um, this is something that the the Hersigids had and allowed them extra tactile tactile extra dexterous strength um and and was was attributed to part of them being these fearsome warriors however with the Hersigids being chased chased out this is something that is now seen as a great shame and is often something that if a child who is born with an extra finger is made aware uh, to the rest of the village, that child will be cast out and, and left for the beasts to deal with because it's seen as them having tainted blood. And sure enough, as as um, Yedzer tells you this, Chan brings up his hands and you can see that he has an extra finger on his right hand between a uh, between where his thumb and his forefinger would be. Now, so would this be a um, a belief put forth by the the cult or like where does this main mythology come from so this is very local this would be more of the village of maraud however the cult would have heard some of these stories of anybody um having extra appendages or anything that's kind of not in their unique ones gods ideas of like regular humanity and being a normal person would be seen as some kind of uh, affront against their god so it's not something that the cult is specifically aware of and looking for, but it is something that they would definitely frown upon. And uh, Yedzer sees as you, you know, sees your glances as you see the extra finger on Chan's hand and, and begs for you to help him deal with this. Please um, put your iron at Chan's service, which is... A, a saying that goes back to the the myths of the uh, the Hersigids, um, which basically is is implying, please cut off this extra finger so that my son can live a normal life. I'm going to uh, step forward, and Gamesh is going to say, "Your child is not sick. It is nothing but superstition. Why should he suffer for something that only old wives?" And hellish cults would believe. And Yedzer looks at you, and and he's clearly upset. He has, you know, tears in his eyes and says, Good sir, which is worse? The pain in the moment of having this horrid appendage removed, or the pain of the rest of his life, knowing that he doesn't belong, and has to hide this from everyone. My boy will never Ooh. be able to wed, because what woman is going to take a man with an extra finger? That really strikes a chord with Gamesh. Mm-hmm. He's gonna cross his arms and turn to look at his comrades. Well, what have we? You do speak with a certain logic of not fearing a superstition, though I do think that the over arcing consequences of such an action may lead to as shown this child's life being much much worse than a simple cut I think it's an easy decision I know what it's like to live as an outsider and if this is what he wants to live like a normal person then I think it's his choice then you'll do it you'll help my son if he'll say the words it's not your decision to make. This is a baby. 
Wait, how young are we talking? Like, like six, like five, six. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah I no. want to hear. I want to hear. Young enough till now. Well, it's like till now to cut off a finger. It's like young enough that like his his father has like kept him away from like other kids yeah. for the most part. Like he's worn gloves to like hide it, but like he's becoming in this time like a man. He's gonna have to start taking all like duties in the community and everything. So. That's um, fair. So he's pretty much a radar from MASH, if anyone gets that reference. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they just want to hide that hand. Um, and and Chan hears this, and, and he's clearly upset by this whole situation, and I mean, he's scared. Yeah. He's a child. Yeah. But he he brings his, his eyes up and meets eyes with Khan, and just silently puts his hand on the table flat and looks like you can see he's trying not to cry, but he's putting on a brave face and he bites his lip and he just nods. One smooth motion, cut it off. All right. So then I am going to need um, an accuracy and then either healing or melee roll. Uh, Would Gamesh be able to like command the boy to, keep still in order to give a bonus um sure let's because one of his specialties is command yeah let's um let's roll with that and we'll go with um we'll go empathy plus social because command falls under your social skills okay um well because it's a specialty i do get an extra die and i have a uh, a re-roll on that. Okay, so difficulty of five? Yeah. Um, now, do I have to roll over five or five and higher? Uh, five or higher. Okay, then that's three successes. Excellent. Okay, so what do you say to the child? Stand still, boy. This is for all of your life and the benefit of ages. All right, and you, you see the boy, he... Takes a bit of a shuddered breath, but he, he holds it and puts on, you know, as as kids do when we tell them to be brave. He just, he puts on that, you know, the best brave face he can. You can tell he's terrified, but he's trying not to be because he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to show it. Um, so, yeah. So, he, he will stay still. And, Khan, are you going to roll healing or melee alongside your accuracy? Um, melee, it looks like. Okay. So, yeah, that because... Melee. Because of the the speech that Ooh. Gamesh gave him, uh, we'll go with a difficulty of five. Okay, well, I got uh, four, or two nines and two tens, so four successes. So perfect. So then you good. you crushed it. All right. So uh, in that case, then um, you are you. I assume you're using a knife or. Dagger. What kind of yeah. a dagger? Okay, sounds good. Yeah. So, so you pull out your dagger and um, you you grab the arm farther up to again help keep him steady. And with one fluid motion, you you slice off the uh, the finger, and it's a clean cut. It's it's fine. Um, luckily, you you don't go astray or nick any of the extra fingers, and. Um, as soon as you do, um, his father, Yedzer, jumps in with a rag and holds it over the hand to keep the blood in. Um, and, and then immediately wraps it up with a clean bandage. It's been very successful. The boy 
due to you know the the confidence that he was given by Gamesh. He he lets out a little whimper, but he doesn't scream. You you can see the tears rolling down, but he he doesn't cry. And um, this this whole endeavor has managed to stay just within the people in this room. So the cult outside doesn't hear. No one else is aware. Yedzer, after finishing bandaging up uh, Chan's hand, comes to you and just pleading, "Thank you, thank you so much. I I I owe you. I owe you my son's life. Um, had he been discovered, they there's no telling what they would have done to him. I will never forget this. Thank you, thank you." And I, I tell him that uh, I know what it's like to be abandoned by the ones that you called your family in your village and. I wish it upon no one, so it was my pleasure. Excellent. And Gamesh will likewise um, look towards him and say, This was for his freedom. Ensure that he lives it. Perfect. All right. Um, Do you guys stick around or do you leave and go back to the festivities? I'm definitely getting out of this awkward house where I just got off this cuspinger. Yeah. Dula's gonna grab them both by the shoulders and say, let not this taint our victory. We have glory to go receive. And he says huzzah and runs off to go and drink some beer. (laughs) Perfect. Excellent. Alright, and uh, as you leave, um, you guys are going for for some drinks, going to go and celebrate. Um, You know, Dula has said that he he wants some beer. Um, uh, earlier on, Khan said he was he was jonesing for some ale. Um, Gamesh, are you along with the plan as well? You're going to follow with them to go and get some uh, libations. Uh, Gamesh is definitely going to go along, but he is uh, going to be a lot more reserved and very stoic and more watching. He's very suspicious of the cult and therefore um, will spend most of his time keeping one eye on his uh, his partners and another eye on the cult the entire time. Okay, sounds good. All right, so uh, the three of you make your way over to um, a, a tent, essentially, that has been set up. Um, you know, there's been some logs and some stones brought in as seating area, and uh, there's various young people, your age to a little bit younger, some you think might not uh, be old enough that they should be there drinking, but it's it's a festival. Who's gonna rat them out? Um, and everyone is having drinks. They're drinking, you know, various ales, uh, mead, some like sour wine, um, and you know, there's some people that are are drinking some kind of tea made with black leaves and honey, um, and some other ingredient that they pour from a bottle. You're not sure what it is, but it's sweet and it's delicious and very intoxicating. Um, and with this group of young people, some of them, uh, they come to you and like, heroes, warriors, <laughs> let us, let us take you to our favorite drinking spot so that we may bask in your glory. <clears throat> Huzzah! Guide away! All right! with me and they not in the straightest line possible uh but they lead you away just to the outskirts of the village um to an area it's a little bit quieter um but 
it is still within sight of the village. You you don't feel like you're being, you know, taken out into the woods or anything like that. Um, and you come to what the village calls the Ninsum, which is a a tall stone pillar in the the center of what is believed to be an ancient temple to one of the old gods. And as you all approach it, one of these young men hands out a bottle to uh, the person on his right who immediately takes a swig and hands it over to Dula. And they're just passing around this bottle of sour wine as everyone is is either participating or not, should you choose not to. Um, and as they do, they start telling stories from the past. You know, they tell these magnificent tales of warriors and and great battles with fearsome six-fingered giants who eat men and rip the flesh from their bones and the mighty Eshmeridon who vanquished them and and brought them to this wonderful land so that they may all live here. And everyone is, is drinking and sharing stories. And you notice this one young woman who came with you who gets up at the mention of these monsters and just kind of leaves the group and makes her way uh, back towards the village and you you know this this girl she's a you know a prominent um, figure in you know the the tavern scene in the the village um, and her name is Nahander um, she's well respected but uh, you see that as they're mentioning these six-fingered beasts and monsters that she she gets up and she leaves Hmm? I said it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Do you continue drinking with the group? Do you have stories of your own that you would like to share? Mm-hmm. Or uh, yes. Okay. Dula's had as many hunts under as many suns as any man can imagine. Any beast, he's seen it. He's killed it. He's skinned it. <laughs> he knows all. He has many stories of things reptilian, just like today. And things covered in fur. <laughs> Things with no fur, mostly men. <laughs> ah, and the boys around, and particularly the men. The the young ladies are more there to make sure that their their men don't get into too much trouble. But uh, the young men are just enthralled by your stories, and the more enthralled they get, the more they drink. Mm, um, as Dula would always have. <laughs> All right, uh, Con, what are you doing during this interaction? Just kind of hanging around the back, drinking the bottle whenever it gets past to me, listening okay. to stories, okay. trying to learn about new lands that I've never heard of before. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Gamesh. Uh, Gamesh, seeing the hand deer leaving, would um, follow as far as he could while still keeping a sight line on the party, um, but definitely trying to see where she went off to. Okay. Uh, Nahander steps away is making her way back to the village um but she she notices that that you are you know not necessarily following her but definitely um kind of keeping an eye on her and um you know she she smiles she recognizes you um you know you've been to the tavern a couple of times and and knows that you are not one of the the usual drunkards that she has to deal with um she knows that you're you know a man of of respect and and honor um so she doesn't feel threatened by the fact that you're following her after you know a couple of drinks and everything so she she gives you a smile she comes back over towards you still a healthy distance away from the uh the 
uh, I don't know, the rousing stories of Duel, or Dula, sorry, um, and just says, you know, didn't want to uh, partake in the party. I find their antics tiring, as I assume do you. You could say that. Um, can I get you to make a knowledge and healing roll, please? Uh, the difficulty of five. Yeah, let me just roll. Uh, two successes, a ten and an eight. Excellent. All right, so as uh, as you're standing there, you're just kind of chatting about how, you know, the party's not really for you. You notice that she is uh, she's holding her right hand, and you see a distinct scar between her uh, index finger and her thumb. Uh, <laughs> and uh, she catches your glimpse and sees you staring at it and immediately just kind of brings her hand down. Uh, not necessarily like trying to hide it from you, but definitely something she's she's self-conscious about. And uh, Gamma's just going to see, see her make that motion and he'll say, Scars of the past should not determine our futures. And uh, she looks back towards the village Wise words. A long time ago, the day when someone put their iron in my service, I stopped believing in life. I traveled west towards the Ninsum, and then on, farther into the woods, heading towards the dark lands, among the sharp, sharp rocks and the burning sands. There I, I found houses from olden times built by inhuman hands. Among the houses, I, I glimpsed the specters of times gone by, abominations with six hands, and so I understood that the blood in me was impure. I was lucky that someone put his iron at my service. When I came back to the village, I, I tried to forget about them, but without success. Now, every year during the ceremony, I, she just sighs and kind of stops herself and realizes she she's been rambling a little bit and just looks to you and says thank you for listening and keep this between us please no one need know our pasts we can keep it between us thank you and then she turns and leaves and heads back towards the village um, likely heading back to the tavern to uh, serve other patients and their patients other patrons and uh maybe get another drink herself the rest of the party is is raging on and people are, are telling more stories when unfortunately as seems to always be the case the bottle runs dry do you head back to the village do you go further into the forest what would the party go like back to, to the village we're out of wine <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh, the group, I assume everyone's following yep. as as Dula charges on again, not in the straightest line. The party. <laughs> All right, so uh, the group heads back towards the village, and um, as they do, um, people are are just it's it's a rowdy party. People are getting very drunk. Um, people are are eating. The finest foods. This is that kind of festival where people save their best wine, their best cuts of meat. Mm. They they are bringing out all the stops uh, for this party, and it's it is nothing short of a a grand 
grand festival. As you guys approach the uh, the the village, you see that it is time for the main uh, event of the ceremony this evening, which is the revealing of the trophy for the next hand of Eshmeridon. You will know from past years that the the current hand of Eshmeridon. Part of their duties, in addition to just representing the village and protecting it, is that they must go and find a trophy that is going to be gifted to the next Hand of Ashmeridon somewhere in the world. Um, they will go and get it. They'll bring it back to the village. It's something of some kind of significance and importance. Usually more symbolic than functional, um, but it's, it's always a big event to have this revealed to everybody. And you see that they're just getting ready for this, um, and the it's the highlight of the evening. Everyone is dancing around and, and very excited. Um, as you guys come up into your group, um, you join in your team, set up to, to kind of sit together and watch this all unfold. Um, the, the trophy this year is a very old um, helmet of a, a female warrior. It's so old that the the decorations on it, the um, the studding, none of it looks to be from any group that you are aware of. It's clearly ancient, um, and it's being held in very high regard. As Dasid brings it in, he's carrying it on a shield that is draped in a cloth that was sewn by the village village's most um, talented tailor, um, depicting. The Fist of Eshmeridon, a symbol of victory over the village's ancestors. They come and they are presenting it in the middle. Um, and everyone is chanting and dancing. Do you guys uh, do anything in particular as they're bringing in the helmet? Um, do you join in with the dancing? Do you take a look mm-hmm. at anything? Ooh, I pre- loves to find dance. I prepare to receive the award because we won this thing, yeah? Uh, well, you've won the you know this step in it. There's one more trial tomorrow to decide who who gains it. But okay, so they're just yeah. parading it around. <laughs> they're just unveiling what everyone what the winner is going to get tomorrow, depending on how the uh, the trial okay. goes. Yeah. Okay, so Dula, you're gonna engage in some dance here. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Dads. Let's get a uh, empathy and arts roll. Ooh. That's what he does best. You can get a feel that this man is trained in the finest of dance. He knows all of the dance moves from all of the foreign lands that no one has ever seen before, maybe even. They're so strange. Um, Definitely not a success. A solid one. (laughs) Alright, so Dula tries to get in there and dance and, and do a particularly difficult and complex dance from the northern Mm. mountains that you know is very rare to see down there however dula seems to have uh, underestimated just how much of that sour wine he did partake in (laughs) and as he takes his first step he stumbles over into another team of warriors they take in a good stride and give him a shove back which further throws off his equilibrium and uh promptly makes him stop trying to dance for fear Mm. of uh Singing a different kind of song all over the floor. Um, he has sung yes. many a throat song, but tonight <laughs> will not be one. Khan uh, and Gamesh, do you guys engage in any of the festivities? Take a look at anything, anything like that? I just want to inspect the uh, the trophy. 
see if there's like anything special about it other than it being like sentimental because it's been here for a long time. Okay. Sounds good. So um, you take a look at the the trophy and you see this helmet and you know that um, it, it was brought back by Desid who uh, went on quite a journey to find this helmet. Um, and it's, there's something about it that is just, um, it's just, it's encapsulating. You know, you look at it and it just, it sucks you in. Um, it's like nothing you've ever seen before. Um it's almost like it's reaching out to you in some kind of way. Um, it's more than just beautiful. Um, it's just something about it just draws your eye and, and holds it there. Okay. G- Interesting. Yeah. Gamesh? Uh, Gamesh is going to look around and try to see uh, his competition for tomorrow and try to observe them, looking for okay. weaknesses. Okay, sounds good. So uh, you look at the other teams, of which now that Yethrazil's uh, team has left to go and see what's going on with him, there's only two other teams left, and they seem like pretty average guys for the most part. There's no one that stands out as being like exceptionally muscular or athletic looking. Um, they're all you know local villagers that you know. Um, one team seems to be highly intoxicated to the point where one of one of not their leader but like their second in command is uh seated for the ceremony um for fear of making a fool of himself but um you know they just seem to be having a good time nobody has any obvious weaknesses or prior injuries that you can see no scars that show like damage to joints or anything like that um you know they they look like they're having a good time and the best that you can as for Mize, is that uh, they will probably have a quite a healthy hangover come the morning. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, uh, as the um, the the helmet is is placed on the stand, which again is is this shield. Um, the dancers are going around, everyone's dancing and, and having a good time, and suddenly somebody bumps into the shield holding the helmet, and the helmet falls on the ground and rolls towards your feet and who does it land in front of um gamesh has a has a increased awareness um okay. do you guys mind if he were to try to spot that first go for nope. it Dula is way too busy <laughs> cool yeah he has a uh, the specialty that's called uh standing guard so he gets extra Extra okay. awareness, ever, right. ever, ever village, vigilant, ever vigilant. <laughs> Sounds she good. Sells seashells. <laughs> All right. So the helmet falls on the ground and rolls and lands at Gamesh's feet. And as Gamesh bends over to grab it, as soon as he touches the helmet, a strange wave of sensory, um, input just just blows over him um it is felt by the three of you and desid immediately reacts and serapeliamon the child who is still standing with his his entourage um overwatching the events clearly turns his head and reacts um this wave of sensory input um resonates through Gamesh, um, his vision distorts. It sounds like a distant group is echoing, um, and you feel it down into your bones. 
um, it's it's like a tidal wave that just comes over you. Um, you feel there is some kind of um, some kind of force almost coming out of this helmet and trying to burrow its way into your body. And as you are stuck there, just like consumed by this feeling, Desid comes over and grabs the helmet from you and carries it back to its holding place um, and shoots you a, a very dirty look. Um, what do you do? Taken aback slightly by obviously what had just happened, um, he also noticed that Sarah Palamon actually reacted to this as well um, with it looked like curiosity um, so he is while simultaneously um, questioning what it is that just went through him he's also going to look to Sarah Pelamon to see if the child um, gives off any sort of insight okay um, so the child again obviously it it, it you know, the child has no eyes, um, is blindfolded, so you can't you can't be certain that it's looking directly at you, but he clearly turns his head towards where the helmet fell at your group and just kind of takes on a, a stern expression. At least you believe it to be stern. He is a child. Um, you know, it, it's he doesn't have the frown lines of a seasoned general or anything like that. Um but he he looks towards you, and even as the helmet is carried off by Desid uh, back to its its secret holding place, um, he he stares towards where it fell and precisely where you grabbed a hold of it. Um, I'm going to look towards Khan, um, mm-hmm. and I'm going to indicate that uh, I do not think that it is of coincidence that the cult shows up as that helmet is the trophy. Nothing's a coincidence with the cult. They always have irons in the fire. And as you are having this conversation, a scream rings out from behind you. Not far from the village, a river runs adjacent. And uh, you all turn to look, and you can see that the river has suddenly worked its way into a torrent. Rapids work their way around the bend. There seems to be more water than there was just a moment ago. And as you turn from the light of the torches of the party, it almost looks as though the water is the scaly skin of a gigantic snake. Several party goers uh, that were sitting by the waves managed to stumble their way back However, a child that was playing near the water wasn't so lucky. He tumbles into the water and is rushed away. Uh, would it be within a distance? Like, is there any way that we could gauge whether we could run to the child quickly? Or do we know that it's just, it's gone? You can definitely try sprinting to try to catch the uh, the child for sure. Gamesh would uh, that... not hesitate. Okay. Yeah, same. Okay. So we'll take a reflexes plus athletics check uh, with a difficulty of five. Okay. Uh, so I have a I have three um, plus I can have a uh, reroll. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna reroll a one and uh, one success. Okay. So I got two good. successes as well. Okay. 
Uh, Dula, are you going to attempt it as well? No, he's going to watch as they run and just, like, as they take <laughs> off, grab a bottle from this dude that's, like, kind of, like, what? This kid's getting taken away and he's going to just <laughs> slam a drink. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. It's okay. last chance to party. You ain't missing it. Yeah, he's earned the vi- glory of his victory. This child will not take that from him. That seems right. like right up in his tenants. <laughs> All right, sounds good. Um, okay, so then in that case, Gamesh and uh, Khan, you managed to make it, um, and you feel like you would be able to catch the child. Um, however, that sensory wave that you felt when you grabbed the the helmet seems to wash over you again, and once again, your vision starts to distort. Um, the, the rush of the water becomes deafeningly loud, and as you look at the river, it seems to somehow simultaneously be carrying the child away while also rushing the opposite direction, preventing you from being able to grab the child it's almost as if the river is running both ways at once um can i get you both to make a resistance plus myths roll with a difficulty of five two successes well done so i'm just a straight up three for that uh one success okay so while this this sensory blur is happening to you uh you both uh, manage to to keep your wits about you. You don't immediately run in panic, um, but you do recognize that it is going to be incredibly difficult for you to swim after the child and try to save him. Do either of you try anyways? <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. Okay. I will need to uh, get a strength plus athletics roll. And this is a very difficult difficulty of nine. All right. Zero successes. Okay. Kamesh? Uh, one success. All right. So, Con, uh, you dive into the water, but almost immediately the rushing waves are too much for you and they push you back onto land gasping for air almost like the water knocked the wind out of you um you're left feeling you know deflated and empty and and very disoriented okay gamesh you managed to jump in and you dive straight in head first and almost like somehow while simultaneously being disoriented from the power that is exuding from this river you seem to also be strengthened by it by your interaction with the helmet and you manage to dive in and grab the child and pull him back out the child is clearly disoriented he's coughing up water um he is is just distraught and his mother comes running out of the village and just grabs him and hugs him as tight as she can and just is overwhelmingly thankful that you managed to save her boy despite the overwhelming odds um you managed to save the child Mm -hmm. uh Again, it's almost as if, despite the strange occurrences, this savior of a child um, has reignited the party. The crowd erupts over this tremendous feat. Um, They're exceedingly 
thrilled with what is going on and uh they pull you back and are just enraptured in the party again um and the party goes on throughout the night um yeah i i assume that doula probably continues to party uh Yeah, he isn't so... Like, he knows that there's a challenge tomorrow, so he's not gonna go to the point where he can't get up tomorrow, but he's gonna walk that line to where he's like, I'm pretty sure I just need a winker. Like, four hours. Four hours should be good, and I'm ready to go for tomorrow. That's his mindset. Perfect. All right. Um, all right. So, you guys party throughout the night, and, um, yeah. You go to, to sleep at a, uh, I won't say a healthy hour, but uh, a manageable hour. And um, while you guys sleep, because of your tremendous feats, I'm going to let you guys uh, move any one of your character skills from beginner to competent. So any one of your skills, you can then bump up. This will allow you to not only have the one bonus die, but you will now be able to have a bonus reroll when using that skill as well. Uh, so we could, um, like, a skill that we don't have any competency in, we could just bump it up? Yep. Yep, that's fine. Oh, man. That's like... Oh, boy. Oh, I feel yep. like I just need to bank on the fact that there's going to be a chance to shoot my bow in the next one. I'm going <laughs> to bump my archery plus one more uh, so I can... Nice. And then... Uh... Gamesh, you can also add in a specialty of swimming because you successfully managed to pull that child out despite the fact I'm not sure you were supposed to be able to, but you mm. did. <laughs> yeah, I, I got uh, a swimming I nine. I was so happy. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Well, I'm just trying to think of like what would be a good one that I don't already have you know what? I'm going to go with throw. Okay. <laughs> um, and so I'm going to bump that up. So now I actually have it, plus I have a reroll. All right. So, uh, yeah. You guys wake up in the morning and uh, you're feeling, you know, refreshed. You're feeling good. Some of you are a little, uh, a little less fresh and uh, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed than others. There, Dula, but uh, you're feeling all right. You know that, uh, you know, you're you're doing okay. Um, as you guys wake up and you come back out into the uh, the village square, you see kind of two separate scenes being played out in front of you at the same time. So on one side, you have um, everybody preparing for the final trial. Everyone is is getting their stuff prepared. There's, you know, a, a monument to Ashmeridon being brought up um, there. They're bringing up more tapestries and more food and everything for the celebration banquet. And then on the other side, you can see the cult's priests building a stake. As they are preparing to execute Yethzil for being a heretic. Alright. The Serpelion has uh, decreed that, um, you know, the, the stench of death that comes off of him, not to mention they witnessed him 
cheering on a god that is not the god that they uh, see as being the one true unique god. Um, and then everything with the egg and everything that went on last night with the river, they have decided that the cause must be this heretic, Yethjazil, and that they are going to set an example of him. As you come out, you you see, um, you know, the cultists are all set everything up, and they are are joined now by um, a a figure that is foreign to these lands, but his reputation precedes him. Um, this is a high ranking warrior from um, the queen's uh, retinue. And you know that this man is Captain Reddick, who is nicknamed White Helmet. Um, he is um, a fearsome warrior and a veteran who is well respected within the the entire kingdom. Um, for the past five years, he has witnessed the the cult rising to power. He has supported his queen through everything. And while it's rumored that he has no real love for the cult, we know that he is a man of honor and discipline, and he will do whatever he has been ordered to do, regardless of whether or not he personally agrees with it or not. And he is standing there, and he is overseeing the cults building this stake. Gamesh is going to look at his uh, his party members, and uh, he's going to look at the at the trial, and then look over at the cult and say, "We cannot be heroes if we let this happen, all while going after glory for ourselves." I agree. The people of this land shouldn't let the cult hold sway over them like this. Tis a fine challenge that a man should die with a sword in his hand, not on a flame. Aye. Alright. And uh, so uh, I feel like Gamesh kinda starts walking towards expecting his partners to follow. Yeah. Can I is there anyone around with a sword like just busy preoccupied that I could just snag their sword real quick? Is that a possibility? Um you know what? I'll make you roll for it. Let's yeah. go with uh, perception, and we'll go uh, melee. Okay. Perception melee. Do you see a weapon of some kind around you? Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll go with a because it's the middle of a festival. People aren't really gonna be wearing their weapons, so we'll go with the difficulty of seven. Okay. Come on. Okay, I got one success. All right. So you see, um, you know. You see a gentleman who he is still passed out from the night before. <laughs> and you can clearly see the handle of a small dagger sticking out of his mm. belt. It's not going to be a great, like, battle weapon by any stretch. But it'll mm. do in a pinch if you get, you know, jumped in the street. Um, um, yeah, do you choose I to mean, grab it? Yeah, the point of this is more of a symbolic thing. I always have my bow and my spear and stuff I'm yeah. better with. I just want to pull it out of his sheath and, like, throw it at the area that they are not trying to hit anybody just you know chucking it and then after it lands wherever it does just kind of yell after you know a man deserves to die with a blade in his hand not on a flame okay all right uh, kind of like sure. start heading let's out sweet let's go with a uh accuracy melee or sorry accuracy throw yeah, okay. an accuracy throw roll to see Sounds if you good. land it anywhere near them um you are drunk 
Um, <laughs> but you're not that far away. So you know what? We're going to go with a, a difficulty of five, but I'm going to give you a handicap of one, which means to do it okay. successfully, you need to roll two successes. One to okay. overcome the handicap and one to successfully do it. Not great. I only have um, accuracy, but I do have three, so... Now, in one of these situations, could we access mm. our pool to give him some extra die? For I sure. I did get so there... two successes. Oh, not even needed. But yeah, like... <laughs> you would have been able to. So there is a, a group pool that you guys can rely on. Um, so you guys have six die in your group pool. Um, okay. But you all need to agree that you are going to use it. So if, cool. say, Jaden wanted to use one of these group die, both of you would have to say, yes, I, I agree to that. Uh, otherwise, cool. he doesn't get to. Yeah. Cool. But I was going to... Yeah, yeah, I was going to burn grip points anyways, even if I needed to. I was going to burn up to three <laughs> if I needed to. All right, so yeah, so you take this dagger and you you throw it, and it perfectly lands between the feet of Captain Raddick. Uh, he's not too phased. I mean, he's, he's a seasoned veteran, uh, but he sees this thunk between his feet, and he looks up towards you, and he gives you that glare that, like, we're going to break atmosphere a little bit. That glare that, like, your middle school shop teacher gave you across the shop when you were just being a doorknob and Don't you knew that. better. And it's that look that just says, like, I will destroy you if I have to. <laughs> Don't make me have to. <laughs> that was oddly specific. <clears throat> I, I've been there. I got uh, it. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah I, you, I, we I all understood. <laughs> You don't use a thickness planer like that. <laughs> Roll up your sleeves when you're using the lathe. Um, yeah. You know how many fingers men have lost to that? <laughs> if that blade beats wood and I could break your hand with a plank of wood, what's that blade going to do to your hand? <laughs> yeah. Mr. Chason in grade six. If you are somehow listening to this and you remember me, uh, <laughs> that's I you, was buddy. Once... <laughs> I was once told that an air nailer killed a guy by shooting through the wood in like three layers of like floor or something. Wait, I've heard Not that maybe same that far. story. I probably was younger, but I feel like that's it was like, like a floor or two. I feel like that is like I heard it from a friend of a friend of mine. You know, like everybody's mm-hmm. heard that story. <laughs> Uh, totally off topic, and this will probably get cut, but Jaden and I's yeah. mutual friend Josh definitely worked construction and got an air nailer through a board mm-hmm. into his knee. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And Josh is a crazy dude. He kept mm-hmm. working. He was fine. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, so you throw this knife, <laughs> and, uh, and Captain Raddick just gives you the shop teacher look. Mm. Yeah. What? Give him a fair shake and we don't have a problem. I am here under strict orders from Her Majesty the Queen to enforce law and order, and if necessary, nip any sedition in the bud, obeying the merciful Serapelion within the limits of the Sabah rules. If you try to prevent me from embarking on my charge, I will kill you. You can try. I'm not actually going to say that. I don't know what everyone else feels. I'm not going to take that kind of responsibility and get you all killed. Oh, Gamesh is definitely going to take that as like a personal challenge. Um, he's going to step up. party wife. <laughs> he's he's going to step between the two and uh, 
he's going to look at Captain Erratic and say, I've heard tales of you. I've heard that you have honor, and that following the cult order has no honor. I pledge, or I beg of you, do the right thing. My honor is not to, with the cult. My honor is with my queen. And if she tells me that I must obey these men, then I will. Then you and I... And as the tension... No, go ahead. Then you and I are at quarrel. And as the tension rises between you, and it seems evident to everybody that we are about to witness a battle in the streets, the referee runs out of the building where he was preparing... um, the, the helmet for presentation and he comes out screaming the merciful has vanished he has been stolen from us and the two priests who went to fetch yeth for his execution come out and they find that their counterpart one of the men that was charged with guarding Seprilion the merciful has been murdered a sword through his throat, and that the boy has vanished. Now, this whole scene took place in the same room where Yethdrazil was being held captive, and he's still in there. I'm not saying two anything? plus two equals four, but that <laughs> little kid definitely murdered somebody. <laughs> what would you like to do? Is Yethdrazil still alive? He is still alive. He's still chained up. He's been clearly beaten, but uh, he's still there. Uh, I tell him to tell us what he saw. And he he leans over and uh, spits out a, a mouthful of blood. A couple of teeth go with him. He was clearly not treated very well. Um, but he says that somebody came in, killed the guard, and and stole the child. Thanks. He said that he he didn't get a good look at them, but he he heard the door open. He heard gurgling of the knife being pushed through the throat, and then an argument break out until the boy screamed, and then he presumes that they jumped through the window of the uh, the cell, and heard that they were going to the temple, and he did fortunately recognize the voice. And the voice was that of Desid, the current, or former, I suppose, hand of Eshmeridon. There's a obvious, traitor in the The obvious midst. choice. Clearly, he wants to keep his power. Gamesh is going can to look... I, uh, oh, I was going to say, can I try and use my tracking skill to see For sure. if I can spot a path on where they went? Uh, be- sure the thing. one that I improved with our level up. Before you Excellent. do that, um, Jody... Could uh, Gamesh just step in and speak to um, Captain Radek before we leave this location? Sure. Okay, so Gamesh is going to look at Captain Radek and say, It is quite clear that your prisoner is not the one who has committed this crime. Let him go and let us pursue the real criminal. We have no way of knowing that he is not in cahoots. And he stands on trial condemned to die for a crime that is not related to this should the merciless be returned safely i will be certain to put in a good word for him with the cult 
I know you will stand by this. Go ahead, Jody. Okay. Okay. Uh, so can I against uh, perception and tracking roll against a seven? Okay. What do I got for perception here? So I got one re-roll. So I got three successes. Yeah. Perfect. Excellent. So you know that he is that the tracks um, from him and his horse, uh, because he he clearly stole a horse. Um, you can see the hoof prints quickly going out of town all on their own. Um, but they are heading back towards the Ninsum, the the statue uh, pillar that you guys were drinking near last night, um, and that the the. Young people told you um, was a a staple of the a former temple from you know ancient times. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna tell everybody that and kind of direct the like anybody who's searching that way. Okay. Are you going to try to convince anybody to go with you, other than like the party, or are you guys going to just like let them know and then leave? Well, I'm kind of assuming that like a lot of them are fairly concerned about this especially the cult people for um, sure yeah but i'm the, not the gonna cult. really encourage necessarily i'm just gonna tell our party members and like let everybody know okay okay so uh the cult and, and captain radic in turn uh are definitely concerned however they are they're highly suspicious i mean the the figurehead of your <clears throat> village has been basically seen uh stealing away this boy and running away they are very suspicious of you guys as in addition and uh they've decided that they're going to go off on their own um but they're going to go quickly detour to pick up some more armed forces so they will not be joining you um okay so you guys are going to make your way there on foot or yeah it's okay with me do we have horses uh, you may be able to acquire horses. There are several people that have horses in town, um, but you would have to go about getting some. How far away is well, it? Let's see where the tracks go first. Okay. Okay. Um, sweet. So can I get everybody to make a perception and tracking roll uh, against the seven, please? Oh, yeah. Two successes. Okay. Against the seven? Yes. One success. Okay. I had one success and used one reroll on a four and got another success. So two okay. successes. Okay. Excellent. They're well tracked. Uh, Perfect. Yeah. So you guys um, are, you know, very clear on which direction they're going. You feel like you're making good time, and that um, they didn't get too far ahead of you. Um, you know. Yeah, they didn't get too far ahead of you in the short time that it took um, for you guys to find out what was going on. Now, just as you guys are leaving, um, the referee runs up to Gamesh because, you know, he was the one who, who picked up the helmet and was kind of identified as being one of the, like, not really the leader, but the most outspoken of your guys' group. And It's true, one of my character forward. descriptions is bossy. Hmm, well, there you go. Um... He comes forward and and mentions to you also that uh, Desid appears to have stolen the helmet as well. The helmet is missing. Um, they, you know, we don't know what kind of significance that has, but um, it has been stolen as well. So 
in addition to saving the boy and finding out what is going on, you should try to bring back the, the helmet as well. Uh, Gamesh will look at the, the referee and, and say, I understand you were a village elder. What importance does this helmet have beyond this moment? Um, honestly, I, I don't know. Desid told me that it was very important and that uh, it was more than just a simple trinket. It's not just a an object of interest, but it, it he seemed to almost hold it in reverence. Mm-hmm. Then we go with haste. Okay. Excellent. Okay. Um, Alright, so you guys are uh, are chasing after them. Um, sorry, I just need to make a quick roll here. Okay. Alright, so as you guys pursue them quickly on foot as, as fast as you guys can, um, you you follow them past the Nin Sun, past this pillar, um, further into the forest, and you eventually see them in the distance. He's not in a, you know, furious pace, but definitely outrunning you guys by quite a bit. And you can see him riding ahead when suddenly he drops Serpelion and rides forward. Now, Serpelion hits the ground with a thump. Um, he's clearly disoriented in addition to being blind. Um, and unfortunately... As you guys are are seeing this happen, you can see a beast very similar to the one that you guys fought on the mountain, a Lacertia, rise up over a nearby cliff and approach the boy. I'm going to snap off an arrow if I can. I don't know if we're going to roll into combat or not, but... For sure. I would say you can do... Because you have a ranged attack, and because he's focused on the boy, I'm going to say that he hasn't noticed you yet. So you can definitely make an attack with your uh, your bow. Let's go... uh, Accuracy plus... Or plus archery, sorry. Yep. Can I make one as well? Yeah, for sure. If you have a bow as well. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Is it close enough that I could throw Uh, a dagger? uh, No, I wouldn't (laughs) say so. Okay. Um, how far away would you say we are? That depends on the effectiveness of my bow, right? We have ranges. Are Correct. we within 20 or 50? Um, um, I don't remember their measurement ranges. I would say that you are around 50 feet. I'd say you're all right. Okay. Yeah, so that means that we lose one for our shot, I believe, right? One dice? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and you're rolling against a difficulty of seven, by the way. Yes. Yes, yes. Okay. Okay. I also have one re-roll that I'm probably going to use. Okay. I made three successes because my guy literally is archery accuracy. Mm. Those are skills. Perfect. (laughs) Excellent. My guy is two, but I only got one success after a re-roll because I have been rolling terrible all night. D10s don't like me. (laughs) <laughs> all right um well con managed to whiff off those shots and with just precision accuracy uh one arrow drives itself through the eye of the lacertia sorry i can't say that uh through his eye uh another lands in the neck and then another one for good measure uh follows alongside the other in the neck and the lacertia drops dead that's pretty epic that was, that was a just very one. good. Is there another one? It was just the one. Yeah. Okay. No, that was a very good roll. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Do you stop to check on the boy? Do you keep running? What would you guys like to do? 
at least one of us has to collect the kid. That's half the the uh, point that we came out here for. Gamesh will definitely stop to um, grab him. Okay, good, because okay. Dula does not want to stop and grab yeah, no, you, child. You guys could keep running if you wanted. Helmet more. Okay. Um, all right, so Dula and Khan, you guys are going to keep running. Uh, Gamesh, you stop to pick up the child, um, and you know he, he dusts himself off, and you know he says to you, Thank you, kind sir, for saving me. I, uh, I do not tolerate the acts of heresy from this man, but I can see that not all in your village are as despicable as he. Stop it with your pious nonsense. Where is he going? Uh, wait, I already know that. Um, never mind. He wouldn't say that. Uh, stop it with your pious nonsense. Get back to town. <laughs> Sir, I need not remind you that I am indeed blind. It's a straight run. Like, just do it, okay? You know what? I'm just gonna Turner, th- full tilt. There's no wall. Yeah, I'm just gonna oh, throw it's no him. doors, I'm but whatever. <laughs> Damn it! Oh man, I can't speak anything right tonight. Um, oh, are, just saying are right, my right men right following me? Are my my think... men, my horsemen? Are they on the search for me? Were they? I don't. No, they yes. rode yeah. to get more they, That's what I thought. Yeah, they ride, but they're gonna probably get them after. I think they're just bulking up. Oh, um, all right. Well, I guess sit still, buddy. I don't know. <laughs> How close are we to town at this point? Um, I mean, you can see it. It's not like you like you haven't been like running for a day or anything like that. Um, it's probably far enough that you wouldn't want to just like turn around and like, there you go, champ. Um, because I Give mean, he's blind. Dagger. He is blind. But like. <laughs> But like he he is within sight of you know the uh, the village. Once his horsemen start coming for him, they'll be able to see him. You know his stark black coat is going to stand out against the the fields. Um, yeah, he's not in in a lot of danger um, now that he's he's you know that there's a giant corpse beside him that's going to ward off other predators. Like oh, good. this guy means oh, good. business. Uh, uh, so I'm just going to real scary. He's going to come and have <laughs> yeah, a yeah. perfect bite sized <laughs> snack. G- Gamesh is going to pick him up and just put him in the nearest tree. Uh. <laughs> uh. I wanted you to bring him along. No, no, this kid is no. Come good. on, tiny psycho child. No. We're going on an adventure. The, the less that this right. kid can be around, the better. All right. Thank you. I appreciate my voice appreciates that. Um, so as you pick him up and you put him in the street, well, I mean, you can if tell that's that the case, he's coming with us. I mean, like <laughs> he appreciates your kindness and your concern. He's a little miffed at like the undignified nature of your protection of him, but he does appreciate that. Like you did stop. Um, he, he appears to hold, you know, He's not Desid's biggest fan, but he doesn't appear to hold any ill will towards like the people of the village, which is is good. He sees that obviously not all of them are heretics uh, or as stupid as Yethjazil. All right, uh, and then Gamesh, I assume you carry on running where they went as well. Full tilt. Okay, perfect. Um, okay, can I get a? Uh, uh, let's go. 
Let's go with strength and tracking roll for all three of you. Tasty. I'm ready for that. Against what? Uh, a seven. One success. Okay. Two success. Two Four success. dice and one re-roll to get one success. <laughs> nice. Hey, you made it work. All right. Okay, sounds good. So uh, you guys actually managed to catch up to Desid. Um, in an effort to kind of throw you guys off the track, just as he like cleared over the hill, he ditched his horse, um, you know, gave it a smack and sent it running into the hills and tried to run off on foot. However, fortunately, you guys were good enough trackers that you didn't fall for this, and you managed to stop him before he manages to reach the temple. Um as you approach him, you see uh, he he's kind of prepared himself. He's heard you guys coming over the hill, um, and he is standing there. He's wearing the helmet, um, and he has his, his sword at the ready facing you. As you come up to him, what would you like to do? Ask why he suddenly went from the hero of the village to running away with this child. Okay, um, so Desid turns, or he he turns directly to you, um, and as he takes his sword to one side, he pulls off his glove, and you see that he has the sixth finger, the mark Jeez. of the Hersigids, these ancient warriors, and he says to you that everything that we know about our village, everything we know about Eshmeridon, is a lie. Everything is a lie, and the fact that we constantly speak out against and persecute those who have the noble blood of the Hersigids is nothing short of appalling. And now we have this helmet and the power that it brings, and we have the cult down upon our necks. So I am going to revive the Hersigid army and bring them here to bring the cult to its knees. Yo, Gamesh is like totally for this. <laughs> I was actually just thinking on the way over here that it was the perfect opportunity to eliminate some cult leadership. Should have just hit the kid instead of the thing. Okay, well, here's the thing, is I would still be against, like, killing a child, alright? But, like, <laughs> the cult, like, that's Anything bad news bears, success. right? <laughs> One kid, minor. Maybe we can rehabilitate him. Not even collateral damage. He is blind, though, like, what can he do? Labor. Yeah, he's useless. He can't even he find, even find his, his way, his way home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just let the wildlands take care of it. Yeah, this is a dark world. Like we live in a world now with socialism, where we take care of people that are blind and stuff, and that's right. But back in the day, no, that kid can go for all I care. He can't carry his weight. We need more food. It's gonna be a cold winter. <laughs> all right. Uh, okay. So, what would you guys like to do? What are you gonna say to him? Gamesh will look at the Sid and say, "I too." wish to bring about the downfall of the cult of the Black Sun. But what will this do to the countless innocents? He's very much if trying If they will to, join us? Sorry, he's very much sorry, trying go ahead. to uh, figure out if this is like 
you know, the if this is going to be the bigger benefit. Okay. If they will join with us, they may be spared. But the Hersigids, in addition to wanting to destroy the cult that has helped to push them into hiding, they also want revenge for the, the ill the ill actions done against their people. Then I can let you take this no further. He'll step forward and um, pull his sword. Okay. Do the two of you join him in preparing for combat, or what yeah. would you like to do? Definitely I'm not going to prepare. I'm going to shoot time. at him yep. right now, full tilt. As soon as he was saying right. that they're gonna bring revenge upon people, it was no question. Like he's gonna kill everybody. He's just angry because he's on the short end of the stick. All right. Okay. So sounds good. Uh, everybody, roll uh, perception and awareness uh, against a seven. This is going to be for initiative. Ooh, three successes. All three. Well done. Okay. All right. I am going to. Oh no, I can't. I don't worry about that. Sorry, Cade. It was against a, a witch. Seven. Seven. Okay. Two successes. Um. So okay. I got none. So I'm going to pull from my uh, grits. I'm going to pull, okay. pull three die to re-roll. Okay. So just make sure you mark that off on your character sheet. Yes, uh, and I got one success. Okay. Alright, sounds good. Okay, so uh, our order for combat is going to be Jody, Jaden, Ruin, and then Desid. Um, so Jody, what would you like to do? Uh, want to take a shot at the helmet. Okay, sounds Try good. Try knock it off of his head, slash maybe just shoot him in the face. Okay, sounds good. So we will do a uh, our, an accuracy and archery roll. Against a... Um, we'll go with a 7. You're not that far away, but it is a small target. So, yeah, we'll go with a 7. Uh, 2 success. Okay, sounds good. And uh, remind me, how much damage does your bow do? Uh, it does 2 plus my ability. Anytime I hit with a bow, it's increased by 1. So, 3. Okay, so 3. Perfect. Okay. Sounds good. So, uh... One sec here. Light fatal. Okay, sounds good. So uh, yeah, so you know they both fly in. They the first one uh, bounces off the helmet and flies by. Um, clearly, you know, stumbling him back. He's not you know unharmed, uh, but the helmet stays clearly attached. Um, and the other one misses the head however does hit him in the shoulder um right through the the leather jerkin that he is wearing um, again it's a solid hit it does some damage but he's he's still definitely okay. capable for sure all right okay uh so next up will be doula uh i am going to try and circle around him so i'm like because so I figured I was kind of right about where Khan was. I'm going to like try and get like a quarter turn on him and be get myself within 20 meters of him so I don't have to take any disadvantage with my shots. But okay. And then, yeah, then I'm just going to shoot my bow at him because it seems like Gamesh has got the front covered at the moment. Okay, go for it. Yeah. Okay. So, so again, that'll be accuracy and archery against a seven. Nice. Okay, so I have... Um, 
think I have two more for my archery, but yes. Yes, that's five dice. This has got to be good. <laughs> five dice and a potential re-roll. And this was against a seven, you said? Yes. Of course. Okay, I'm going to re-roll one. Okay. Okay, and then I'm going to burn three grit to re-roll three more. Okay. <laughs> two successes. All right. That was Sounds so good. many dice rolled. That was like eight <laughs> or nine total for two. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh sounds good okay so you shoot off these two arrows and uh again they they go and they bounce off uh of his you know his helmet uh, and one bounces off of the he's got in addition to his leather jerkin he's got a uh like a single um metal spalding that he has on his right arm um and it bounces off that as well again it's it's not not doing damage, but it's not doing enough that's going to really um, slow him down or, or make any hard penetration. Damn it. Okay. Uh, ruin. Gamesh. Uh, so Gamesh is going to do a, a, a front-on assault uh, with his sword okay. and shield and run in to try to uh, cleave him. Okay. Sounds good. Um, let's go with a strength and melee. Oh, man, I get so many dice for this. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, against the witch? Uh, a seven. Ooh, um... I am going to use a nerves die to roll an extra die on this. Okay. Uh, for two successes total. Um, and it does a three okay. base damage. Okay, sounds good. Oh, um, sorry. Okay. I do also so, get one more die that I missed because I have a specialty of sword. Is sword, yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, okay, but it didn't it. give me any extras. No? Okay. Sounds good. So, yeah, so you come up and you take a swing, and um, he he comes back and he, he tries to deflect it, um, but it does... It hits the sword and slides down and leaves a pretty good gash in his arm. Um, again, it's not like a big meaty strike by any stretch, uh, but it definitely, it, it's chipping away at him. He's definitely wounded. That arm's going to be a little bit weaker for sure. Okay. Um, so now it is Desid's turn. He is going to make a strike uh, against uh, Gamesh because he is up close. He's holding his sword right there. Um, so... Gimesh, are you going to Gimesh, are you going to try to dodge or try to parry, uh, parry. or some other action? Parry with my parry? shield. Okay. Okay, sounds good. So then to parry. Um I have to remember how parrying works in here. I believe that it is strength and something else. Uh, I am also uh, just looking it up. Out, so it sounds like I know what I'm talking about. Hey, 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 uh, you told me no. <laughs> uh so strength and melee against him so with a difficulty of seven as well yes and a, a shield grants uh plus one d bonus to the melee correct okay so that is going to grant me sorry this is a lot of scrolling it's like a really big quick start uh, you said strength and melee? Yes. Alright, so that's going to be six dice total. Because of yep. my bonus. Yep, for sure. And what am I rolling against? Uh, seven. Okay, and I'm going to use uh, two more grit to uh, re-roll two. Okay. Uh, yeah, just one 
one success. Okay, sounds good. So uh, as he takes a swing with his own sword, you manage to uh, bring yours up and you manage to block the strike and knock it to the side. Um, he neither one of you has lost any uh, like balance or anything like that, but the strike does not make contact, so you are good to go. Hey. Okay, Con, uh, it is your turn again. Uh, rack up another shot. Okay, sounds good. Same thing. Uh, same thing. Two successes. All right. Yeah. And okay. Sounds good. So two six. And again, you're aiming for the head as well. Uh, no, I'm just gonna try and just get like as accurate as I can in center mass. Okay, sounds good. So uh, yeah, so you you shoot off your arrow and it makes a solid dent into his chest it definitely pierces through his leather jerkin and takes a good um a good dig into his stomach um the arrow stays sticking out but he reaches down and just snaps it off um he's smart enough to know that you don't yank it out but uh he doesn't want to have that extra appendage basically sticking out of his torso yeah um he's he's definitely feeling it he doubles over a little bit um and you can tell that you know as much as he is a a mighty warrior um this is definitely not going his way and he's starting to feel the wear and tear of this battle uh doula okay i'm gonna swing big on this one i am gonna so i want to see one thing about what happens when i burn out from exhaustion Um, okay yeah. It's cool. Um, it's not too big. Well, it is a bit of a big deal. You get minus one to potentially a couple of things, or minus two, depending on yeah. if you burn it all. On but how exhausted you are, yeah. Yeah. I am going to just make another, you know, straight up archery attack at him from my angle. Well, actually, no, I'm going to work my way behind him, just because you okay. know, it seems tactically For interesting, sure. but probably irrelevant. And I'm going to burn five nerve, which <laughs> is one right. less... Then my total of okay. amount. All right. And so I naturally, so I roll accuracy and archery. So I normally have three accuracy and I get two more dice for my archery plus a reroll if I choose to use it. And then I'm going to use another five. So that's 10 total dice. And I am noticing that not aiming for the head seems logical. So he's going to obviously aim for a similar area to where he saw Khan hit. No. And I'm going to roll all these, and regardless of the outcome, I am going to re-roll one as well. If, so. if I may interject here, uh, Cade, is is my understanding that the number of successes plus the base damage equals total damage. So Correct. perhaps the logic here is if he can get more successes, we can deal with this quickly. Um, yeah, I would say so. With ten possible successes, this is a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, and this is against a what? Seven. Okay, so one, two, three, <laughs> right off the bat. I'm going to okay. re-roll at least one of these guys for now. Okay. Okay, that's a success. And then I'm going to burn three more grit, so I still have four left. And I'm going to re-roll a couple more of my failures. And that is two more successes, so a total of six successes... Plus, how much damage does your arrow three. do? Three? Three base, and then however many passes armor. Jody, can we can we vote to give him <laughs> one of our shared dice? We want. I, I kind of just want to see what happens. It. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. So is that does that is that a reroll or is that just an extra die? 
that is an extra die. So, uh, yeah. Okay. We're bending some rules this. here, but not enough that I'm like, nah, we can't do this. How are, so how are we going to see this happen, too? Um, so technically, all of this should have been, like, declared beforehand. Oh. Like, you shit, yeah. But That's fair. Whatever. You guys haven't We're used new. your group pool through the entire game, and I'm not that worried about it. Cool. Yeah. And it's yeah. a new system. You know, we can only yeah. be expected to have so much hardness to the rules, I guess. So I'm going to use my big D20, or my big D10, because this is the groups, so... Big D10 for big success. Yes, seven. <laughs> Not a big success, but a success. So, all right. that is a total of seven successes on top. So, ten minus whatever his damage is. <laughs> Headshot. So, you work your way behind him, and you launch this bow, or this arrow, and it sinks deep through his back. And from where Gamesh is standing, locked swords with him, he can see the arrowhead stick out of his chest. <laughs> You've launched this arrow directly through him. And Gamesh can see Desid's eyes open wide, even from within the helmet, as he drops to his knees and drops the sword beside him. And he just looks up and starts coughing blood Gamesh will uh, and then it goes good shot good yeah. shot <laughs> Gamesh will look down and just stare into his eyes with a bit of sorrow behind them and say your heart was in the right place but your actions were folly and uh, he looks up at Gamesh and through the blood just coughs out <laughs> the <coughs> helmet So I was going to run up and finish him off. He doesn't like to see people just sitting there suffering. I'm going to grab out my spear and stab him. <laughs> All right. I think that's he deserves a fair, like a fast death. He's sitting there dying from an arrow in the chest. That seems pretty harsh to me. I feel it like does it's seem death is a, yeah. a fair thing of an honorable man. He fought a good fight. He deserves to go quickly. Okay. Sounds good. Gamesh will Unless see, someone wants to stop me, I guess, obviously. I'm not absolutely set on it but i think that doula would try unless someone was you know no uh gamesh wouldn't pay any attention to that because he's going to take uh desid's words and grab the helmet all right uh gamesh i'm going to get you to make a roll of willpower plus shards Ooh. Uh, yeah, I don't know about this, boys. Okay, um, so to to use the rules correctly, um, I'm going to say that this is a really dicey situation for me. I don't have any knowledge of shards. I only have two willpower. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Would you guys let me use a, uh, a shared pool die? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, totally. Okay. Take, take a couple. Take a couple. Yeah. Uh, we, have, we said we had six. Uh, yeah, so you should have five left now because you yeah. gave one to Jaden. All right. If you have a low number of die, you could take two. All right, I'll take two. <clears throat> and yeah. then I will also use one nerves as well to roll five total. Okay, so you're rolling against a difficulty of seven. Um, I'm going to use two grit to re-roll because so far I'm at one success. Okay. Uh, and that gives me one more success. All right, so you then take this helmet 
off of his head. And you can feel, again, the wave of, of just sensory input coming through you as you are pulling it off of him. And it's, it's almost like the helmet is resisting being pulled off. As it slowly lets free of Desid's head, though, he you see his eyes roll back in his head as he collapses dead on the floor. Do you put on the helmet? Absolutely, I do. <laughs> All right. As you put on the helmet, this wave of just emotion and sights and sounds overcomes you like it's rocking through your very bones. And you are given a vision of the true history of Eshmaradon and the Hersigids. You see the Hersigids, not just a mythical warrior tribe, but a true real life force. They are giants over six feet tall with extra fingers on either hands and scaly skin that gives them almost a natural armor. They are ferocious warriors, but they live in peace amongst themselves. You see Eshmeridon and his his band of humans coming and asking for their help, but they reject them. So in in an act of vengeance, you see that the Eshmeridons, which you've always been told were honorable warriors who defeated these monsters, cowardly sneak up and poison the river so that the Hersigids could not get resources that they needed and slowly start dying out. You then see as the Hersigids wait for them to be poisoned and weakened and exhausted before they make their attack. And as they come in, they, without honor, gut almost all of the Hersigids, forcing them into retreat. They take the Hersigid women into their houses and force them to act as slaves and and servants to them. They cut off their fingers, they beat them, they torture them, and they do just terrible things. And eventually, over time, they manufacture the story of being the true heroes of this situation, pushing the Hersigids further and further into being monsters and freaks and people that should not be trusted or loved or respected. As you are seeing this vision, you see now the true source of all of these people that are born with the mark of the Hersigid, as it is a continuation of the bloodline from those women who were kept by the original Eshmeridons. You feel this deity like a worn-out statue in a temple inside you. It is strong, it is exhausted, and it is beaten down from years and years of neglect. You sense that it's your responsibility towards the deity to give it form. It's up to you to decide what kind of god it is going to be. You feel yourself understanding the Hersigids. You understand instantly the Hersigid language. You know where they are, and you know the real name of this god. And you understand that this is only the first step of a considerable road, a path 
that leads to the unknown. And the god's name is Paul. And <laughs> and that's the end. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm so we Paul. get to create a god. Essentially, yeah. You get to decide what kind of god you have. Um, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, that was phenomenal. My goodness. Uh, well, everybody, <laughs> that is our actual play of gods. Thank you so much, Cade, for running for that. Um, I had a great time. I hope the rest of you did. And we'll see you next time for our review. Hey, tabletop players. If you made it this far, thanks. It means a lot to us. We really appreciate you taking the time out of your schedule to uh, listen to a bunch of dorks just playing tabletop games for fun and giving you our opinions. We like it so much that if you have any comments, criticisms, crippling advice, or corrections, please reach out to us on social media or through our email where you can give your feedback. You can find us at cantripsandcoffee at gmail.com because, once again, we're not fancy enough to have a website yet. But you can also find us on most social media under the same name. Yeah, social media engagement is hugely important to us, not just so that we can hear your voices, but the more you guys engage with us, the more that the mystical algorithms made by the elder gods of Facebook and Instagram and Twitter uh, will push our stuff out to other people and we can build this community of tabletop role-playing fans even further. As well, if you have the time, please, on your favorite podcasting platform, consider rating and reviewing us. Uh, same thing. The more that you rate us, that five cups of coffee out of five uh, and and put in reviews, the more that our stuff is going to get pushed out to other people and the more we can get people listening to our stuff. And with that, keep your mugs full, keep the coffee hot, and we'll catch you on the next episode.